This, this, this is Emotional Management with Dr. Christian Cotty. Brought to you by Summit Psychology Services on KDKA Radio. Three, two, one. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year! Happy New Year. <laughs> this is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Man, I'm excited to spend the new year with you. I'm super excited that I am joined. You heard that incredible welcome by my wife, Kristen, and my daughter, Kaya. So, Kristen and Kaya, welcome to the show. Thanks Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're glad to be here. I'm so excited (laughs) that you're here. So, listen, I have traveled a lot, and one of the things that I do for a living is I'm a professional speaker, so I go throughout the country And I I give talks, motivational speeches. I give speeches on communication. And I love what I do, but I'm gone a lot. So one of our goals as a family was to spend as much time together as possible because we love each other's company. So we thought we would start our New Year's Eve off by spending the night together. So I'm so happy you guys are here. Us too. We're happy to be here. Happy New Year. If you have a question, this is emotional management. So we talk about all things emotional management. A lot of times um, I will be out on the road and, you know, I get up on stage and I'm in front of people or I'm on the radio, podcast, television, and I'll say something that my wife told me earlier in the day. And if it goes over really well and it's funny, <laughs> I take full credit for it. But if it does, if it bombs, I'm like, oh, my wife you told totally me that You totally blame me. I get all, everyone <laughs> thinks I'm a total moron. <laughs> but she is the brains behind so much of this operation. If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866 391 or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. So tonight we're going to talk about goals and goal setting. And I don't know if you know this, Kaya, do you know that who, who January is named after? I do not. Would you like to tell me? I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell all you listeners out there, January is the month that's named after the Roman god Janus, and the Roman god Janus had a face, two faces, a face on the front and a face on the back. He was known as the god of gates, so he could always look forward, and he could also look behind. So you think about January, it's a time to look back on the past, and also it's a time to look forward ahead to what's to come. So that's how we get the name January. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool that, way to get that. That's really, really cool. You're dropping knowledge. I'm dropping <laughs> knowledge here. Love and it. listen, this is what emotional management is about. Understanding your world. The more you understand about yourself, the more peace eventually you can find. So tonight, what we're going to talk about is goals. As always, you can give us a call and ask us about absolutely anything because this is your time and this is the time that KDKA Radio sets up for you on emotional management. So 866-391-1020 is a number. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, ask us anything you want. But the main thing that we're going to focus on tonight is goals because look, I was talking to Mangino earlier. He was filling in for Larry and John on the morning show. And he said, if you could just pick out one goal for everyone, what would your goal for everyone be? And tonight I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to share with you what I shared with him. Because when you understand what that goal is, 
I think it can radically change your life. A lot of times when we make goals and we set out and we say, this is what I want to change. This is what I want to do. We come up short. We come up short time and again. But I think we have some ideas for you to get out in front of it. What do you think, Kristen? Are people out there struggling with goals and thinking what they want to what they want to do and how they're going to do it? Well, I think was that most people fail by February for their goals that they do. So I would say yes. <laughs> right, right. So most people fail by February with what we talk to you about tonight. I mean, this is the type of plan that we have in place for you that can get you to succeed throughout the year and throughout the rest of your life because it's about forming habits. It's about changing habits. And when you understand emotionally why you're setting goals and you can understand that it transcends emotions into behaviors, you are set. So maybe there's a goal that you want to achieve and something's holding you back. If you want to ask us about that, the number is 866-391-1020. Or let's say you're feeling like, I, I feel shy. First of all, you can always call in anonymously. But if you want to email, you can email on the dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. So here's my, like my kind, this is my setup for what goals are all about. When we set goals, we get really excited. So our brains release dopamine, and that feels good. That's the feel-good hormone. And so when we set goals, we release dopamine. But then when we work on goals, that also releases dopamine. But then when we achieve our goals, stick with me now, our brain releases dopamine. Now, think about this. When you first set your goal, you're really excited. Your brain releases that dopamine every day, day in, day out. You're releasing that dopamine. Then finally, when you reach that goal, that's that last dosage of dopamine. So there's often a big letdown and people say, well, look, I, I work so hard for something. And at the end of the day, like I really didn't feel so excited all the time. And it's because you're not working on goals to feel excited all the time. Emotional states can't be held for very long. And the great thing about that is even if you're in a tough spot, that won't last very long. But here's why you work on goals. You don't do it for the feeling. You do it for the change you want in your life. And there are probably changes. There are things that you want to do differently, things you want to improve on. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Look, there are things that I want to improve on. There are things that I want to work on as well. And that's why being intentional and being intentional about goals is so important. One of the biggest messages you'll hear from us tonight is that clear goals are much more likely to be met than unclear goals. So whatever you're doing, we want to make sure we make those goals super, super clear. I am so excited tonight. My wife, Kristen, my daughter, Kaya, they are both in the studio with me. This is emotional management, and if you want to be a part of the show, 866-391-1020, dollar bank instant access, kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti with Kristen and Kaya on KDKA Radio. Super excited because I am, I am in studio here. With my wife, Kristen, and my daughter, Kaya. 
Welcome to Emotional Management. This is this is really a lot of fun here tonight because I'm in studio with my wife and daughter. So we're talking about goals. We are celebrating our New Year's with you. And if you want to ask us questions, if you want to be a part of the show tonight, the number is 866-391-1020. Or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. So it's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve, guys. Happy New Year's Eve. Eve. (laughs) And we're talking about goals. And I had a question earlier today posed to me, which was if I had one goal to enforce that I was going to have everybody do, what would it be? And I'm going to start by asking you two, what would your goal be? I'm going to start with Kaya. What would your goal be if you had to enforce a goal? You know, I think a goal for everyone should always be to have overall happiness and just general peace in their lives because I think that's just like you can never have you can never be too happy. You I can't think. go wrong with peace and happiness. You can I never like be it. too wrong. It's you can never one. be too peaceful. You can never be too happy. Here's why you're a genius. I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> overall happiness and peace. Think about that. We tend to not really make that our focus. And then day in, day out, we get upset. So maybe you're out there listening and you're struggling day in, day out. Maybe you're tuning into the news and it's making you so angry. Maybe you're you're calling up family members who aren't listening to you and you're just getting so upset. And time and again, day in, day out, minute after minute, hour after hour, you're focusing on the things you don't want. But what Kaya just said, and I love this, Kaya, is if what if your goal was overall peace and happiness And remember I said at the start of the show, clear goals are much more likely to be met than unclear goals. So if your overall goal is happiness and peace, imagine how, Kaya, how would you have people work toward that? You know, I was just about to, I was just about to say that I think um, it's sometimes if you're ever feeling just um, any upset, upsetness in any way, it's important to just be present and just take a couple breaths in your present reality and just remember like, you can't change anything about the past. You can't change anything about the future. You only can affect this moment. And it's important to just be in that moment, the present moment. Just to be clear, she's 13. Not that we're proud or anything, but she's 13. No bias. No bias. No bias. No bias. No bias. No bias. That's great. So to be present, to be in that present moment. I mean, we need to highlight what you said there because I think a lot of listeners out there will agree with that but really struggle with understanding how to implement it. In other words, a lot of people, we all admit, right, we can't change the past. We can't get a second of the past back. And we certainly can't get to the future. That's out there. That's hypothetical. We only have the present moment, but it's so difficult for so many people. So what is it that maybe, what do you do that keeps you in the present? Because Kristen, your mother and I can't help notice that you're a pretty happy person and pretty peaceful person. What do you do to stay in the present moment? Well, I'd hope you'd notice that of all people. <laughs> we do notice that. Um, I think being in the present moment is just all about um, coming to your breathing. Usually, um, sometimes I use meditation and I just, if I, if I feel like everything is all chaotic around me, I just kind of take a moment and I just take a breath and realize there's nothing I can do but this moment. And you just, the realize, when you realize, when you finally take the time and you realize that there's nothing, there's just the present moment and that's all you can affect, it's really, it just changes a lot of stuff that's for you. That's so powerful. So powerful. That breath is so powerful. We breathe day in, day out. We just recently, I, I, I kind of 
disclosed this on the last show that we started family yoga together. <laughs> and one of those things they, our teacher brings us back to the breath, to your breath. Mm-hmm. And when you come back to your breath, sometimes you, you, we say, Oh, I forgot. We're supposed to be breathing. Right? <laughs> right. And no matter how big your problems are in life, if you have breath, you have something. So if you could be dealing with, a, you know, huge issues and everyone has problems and we all tend to hyper-focus on our problems. And I think that's natural and that's normal. It's, it's human to do that. But I think that um, if you if you have breath, you have something and you can always come back to that and realize, okay, I, I have some things that aren't going right, but this is going right. Right now I'm breathing, I have breath. You know, you might have something else. You might have food, you might have family. And so maybe focusing on those things, maybe focusing on those things can help you. So I shared, I shared recently a couple of weeks ago, um, your, I love that you're saying, <laughs> so Kristen had a saying, I guess, since she's in the studio, I have to <laughs> admit it. It's her, so it. I can't take credit <laughs> for it, <laughs> but I do think that I gave you credit for this. Um, she, you, you, we, we started, she started the joke. <laughs> See, I even said we started the joke. <laughs> she <Busted>. started, <laughs> so she started the joke of, um, well, at least there's nothing in my eye. And so, <laughs> so if you're struggling with something and you're like, well, at least there's nothing in my eye. Because you know when there's something in your eye, you really it can't It makes cross everything it. worse. It makes everything worse. <laughs> it adds to it so much. <laughs> you, can't, you can't focus. There's nothing. So, but at one time, and one time, Kristen had something in her eye, and I looked at her and I said, well, at least there's not something in two eyes, both your eyes. No, that was my joke. You I, can take credit for that. Oh, my goodness. I think Kaya said that, yeah. I think Kaya might have said that. You're stealing that. all of our material. All of the material. We're it's, outing you right now. Seriously. Okay, so <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so, but at least there's nothing in my eyes. Right. So let's, yeah. let's <laughs> I'm okay with you guys doing that. You're not getting outed and you don't have something in your eye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So come back to your breath, focus on happiness, focus on peace. Kristen, if you had one goal to enforce for people out there, what would your one goal be? And you asked me this a minute ago, so I feel pressure. <laughs> so, okay. So I, I said, if I were to have one goal for everyone, it would be to be kind. And that's something that you can do with an action plan. It's not it's not hard to be kind. It's really easy to be kind to other people. And if I think that can bring you happiness. So if everyone had a, a small side goal or any intention put on the kindness this year, I think that would help them tenfold. So I love that. Be kind. And it's really it isn't difficult. Except for so many people, it is difficult. Let's just think about anybody who's out there driving, listening to us right now. And oh my goodness, someone just pulled out in front of them and slowed down. Oh my goodness. (laughs) All of a sudden, being kind is really difficult for a lot of people. Is it? For a lot of people. For a lot of people. For a lot of people. And what I think that I have found, I think it's something that we have seen as a family is because we've made peace and loving kindness a priority in our family and our everyday lives it's easier for us to be kind. That's maybe a natural uh, where we vibe. But for a lot of people I encounter day in, day out, being kind is a struggle. And I think there's a sense of it's not fair. Why should I be kind to them if they're not you know, doing the right thing, thinking the right thing, saying the right thing? So that's the challenge. And I'll give you credit for this since you came up with it. All right. But you always, um, you're responsible for yourself. So it doesn't matter what everyone else is doing outside of your world. Like if you can only control what you're doing. So lots of things are going to happen and things are going to go wrong. Someone might cut you off. Someone might step in front of you in a line. Things are going to happen, but it's your, it's up to you. It's your choice, how you're going to react to that. And you've ever, I mean, you've always said that and that definitely sits with me. And I think of that all the time because when someone cuts you off, I can get angry. I can get frustrated. I can just wave them over and be like, go ahead, 
it's all good. It's it's that easy. It can be that easy. It can be that it can easy. Can be that easy. <laughs> so we were, but we were. We've been in traffic before where we've watched, and so my wife and I have been married for uh, twenty years, eighteen years. We've been together twenty years, and we have so twenty years of being in traffic together. <laughs> and we have seen people that's get we've done. so. We just, that's all we've done. We've just been in traffic for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we, so we're in traffic, and we've watched people get so upset, and they race ahead only to stop two feet of, you know, all right. that chaos for two more feet on the road. Right. And I remember you saying one time, you know, we we were fascinated by road rage and and kind of talking about how did it come, like how did why does it happen? It's such a phenomenon. Why does it happen? And then you you think. Um, I think you said that, you know, cars can give us some sort of anonymity. And so we, we, you know, things don't become as personal. They're depersonalized. And so when I see someone in a car, like if I'm not seeing that person specifically, I'm seeing, you know, I'm making up this person in my head that caught in front of me. And, uh, you know, we have all this metal in between us and we can't necessarily see each other. So I'm projecting all of this huge story that may not have even be reality. It's the same with cell phones. Right, right. Same with cyberbullying. Yeah, you're right. And I think, coming back to that kindness thing, this might just be, this might just work for me, but I think in the end, even if even if it's not fair and that person's not being kind to you, for me, I still feel like it's worth it in the end to be kind, even if, you know, maybe it's not fair and, like, and it doesn't even out. Maybe you're more kind than the person is back to you. I still feel like in the end, you feel uh, a sense of relief and like you did the right thing and it's worth it. To be kind. I, you know what? To, it really is. Because at the end of the day, we only live with ourselves. And we have to answer to ourselves. We look ourselves in the mirror. Lao Tzu said in the Tao Te Ching, he said, What is a good man but a bad man's teacher? What is a bad man but a good man's job? In other words, if you have the answers and you're all right, then why not share that with others? If you don't have the answers, then you obviously need the answers. So yeah, there's a real good reason to be kind and you two are hitting the nail on the head and I appreciate it because it is about understanding, having awareness that you're responsible for you. You only ever always live with you. If you have questions for us, the number is 866 391-1020, or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the Right Automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. I'm so excited. It's New Year's Eve. And my, yeah, my <laughs> wife, Chris, and my our daughter, Kaya, have joined me in the studio, and we're celebrating our New Year's with you. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is a Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Three, three, two, two one. one. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Hey, this is this is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti, live in studio with me, my wife, Kristen, and our daughter, Kaya. So excited that you two are here with me in the studio And we're talking about goals. Earlier, I asked both of you, what would your goals be if you had to enforce goals on others? And Kaya's uh, goal would be overall happiness and peace. Kristen, your goal for everyone would be to be kind. And so my goal for everyone, if I had to enforce something, it would be that everyone would have to meditate for at least two minutes every day. And the reason why is 
If this was 1998, when I started my career in the field of counseling, when I started as a counselor, then I would say, you know what? I don't know. Maybe you ought to meditate. Maybe you shouldn't. I enjoy it. I like to do it. My wife and I did it. But this is 2018, soon to be 2019. What we know about the human brain from brain scans is that meditation makes physiological changes in your brain. In other words, in other words, if you were to struggle with anxiety, there's a part of your brain called the amygdala. That's your fight or flight response. And what happens a lot of times in anxiety is your amygdala works on overtime. In other words, you start to just feel really worried, scared, fearful, and really what's called anxious all the time. When you meditate, you actually change the chemistry in your brain that shrinks your amygdala so that you are not struggling with anxiety at the same level. Now, the reality is that study after study has demonstrated that five minutes of meditation a day for a minimum of six weeks can make physiological changes in your brain. But when we're, we're about all three about to talk about an action plan for goals. And one of the keys that I'm going to have for you is to set limits because if you set goals and you have no limits for yourself, you might try to do too much too fast. But for instance, if I say meditate and I say, well, how you say, how long I say, we'll do it for a while. No, but if we have a limit, it's going to be two minutes. Look, you can come up with an excuse for why you can't meditate for 20 minutes. You can come up with an excuse for why you can't do it for 10 minutes. You might even say you're too busy to do it for five minutes, but you cannot come up with a rational excuse for why you don't have two minutes a day. And what I believe, what I have seen in 20 years of doing therapy is that if you practice a habit enough consistently, because consistency is what is important, then it becomes a habit. What I believe, what I have witnessed is that if you meditate two minutes a day long enough, you eventually want to sit longer and then you will notice the changes. So that's what I would say, guys. That's what I would say. Two minutes a day. And that's a really good goal. Yeah. And I think meditation, it's like a muscle, you know, like if you, if you want to make your biceps bigger, you lift weights and you do it often, maybe eat some protein. (laughs) So when you're meditating, I think, you know, I remember when we first started meditating, Maybe close to 20 years ago, I remember thinking, what do you mean you have no thoughts? Like, what do you, right, right. <laughs> what, what does that look like? Like, what does that even mean? And now, you know, you get into a space and, and, it, and it takes practice. But, you know, again, it's like that dipping your toe in that first time and that, you know, you start to build on that and it, you, it gets stronger and easier each time you do it. Just like with, you know, any habit that you start to establish, it gets easier over time. That's, that's the key. Kaya, you've been meditating for as long as you can remember every single day without missing a day since you were about six or seven years old, what, uh, what stands out to you about meditation? Um, I think as you're meditating, you kind of, the longer you do it and the, like, as for as, like, for as long as I've done it, I've, I've done it for a few years. Um, and I think it, it's definitely, what's interesting is how it evolves. Like it changes and it sort of updates the, uh, the longer you do it, you sort of, um, because I know I used, when I started, I, I would do it five minutes a day. Um, and then, then I think the next, and then every year I started adding a minute on. So this year, 
I've been doing seven minutes and of um, next year I'll start doing it for eight minutes a day. And I think um, it's really just like the longer you do it, you know, whenever you're finished, that timer goes off. You're sort of like you kind of want to do it more. You feel just like an overwhelming peace that you you just don't want to leave. It feels like you're just in like this calm, just like the sea of calmness. And it's just I really think it's life changing. And then this is a 13 year old. Just so if you can't see this this is a 13 year old who's saying this right now. It's like you added another room to your house when you meditate. Like it's like a whole nother space. You just Mm kind of add it on. It's another place to go. And it's like this really peaceful, happy, safe place. Well, so let's be specific about that. In our house, we actually do have a meditation room. So meditation (laughs) is so important to our family. We dedicated a room to it where we created that space. And that's a very sacred space for us. Because look, if you, you're going to be affected by your environment. So if you've got, my goodness, angry news on all day long, you're going to be pretty fired up. If you've got, if you're watching violent movies, if you're playing violent video games, if your children or grandchildren are playing violent video games, watching violent movies, what do you think is going to be in their minds? One of my favorite, uh, Techniques that I actually I came up with this one. I think you guys only, <laughs> you sure say, about I that? came up with this one. No, but honestly, one of the things I came up with one time, I was speaking to a group of young people, and I said, if I gave each of you a bucket, what would you put in it? And the kids were saying, well, what would I? What am I supposed to put in? I said, no, I'm just giving you a bucket. What would you put in it? And finally, one of the kids said, well, I'd put a cell phone in it. I said, okay, well then, would you have a cell phone in your bucket? He said, yes. And so then I asked a couple other kids. Some kids said food. Some kids said money. I said, so whatever you put in your bucket. That's going to be in it, right? And they said, yes. So I said, okay, that's the same of your mind. Whatever you put in your mind is going to be in your mind. And it's one of the reasons why we have created a very sacred space for us with peaceful images and statues and things that bring, that resonate with us and our own spiritual path. Because when we do that, we're able to be reminded of those peaceful things and it puts us in a great environment. And in, in to take that in a circle back to our New Year's resolution, if you know what, what Kaya said, if you want to be happy, so those are some of the action plans that we had to be happy. We wanted to be more peaceful. We wanted to be more happy. So we had a room that in our house that was designated to that peaceful space. And you know, sometimes you have to you have to create a space and carve out time to practice. Sometimes people want to be healthy. And like you were saying, it's not just the food you eat. It's what you put in your mind. It's what you put in your soul. It's what you put in your space. It's what you listen to. It's what you talk about. You know, if you're talking and you're gossiping or you're negative and you're listening to negative things, it's, you know, it's definitely, it's it's hard to be happy and feel well when you have all that toxicity around you. And even when you're talking, um, the, what you said with the gossip and stuff, you're, you're practicing it. It's be, it's almost as though it is a New Year's resolution because you're practicing it over and over again, right. making it a habit. That's awesome. Great <laughs> it's, point. It's yeah. such a great point. It's so true. Listen, this is going to be the Dr. Kaya Conti show. You, know, no, <laughs> you must no, have great uh, parents. <laughs> I certainly do. <laughs> I certainly no, do. But listen, this is, this is, but I think, but what Kaya just said is a point that I cannot stress enough. I want to emphasize, I wish I could reach through the radio and the airwaves and reach into all of your hearts and have you really feel this point. You are, in fact, mastering whatever it is that you practice. I recently, um, I'm putting out a new workbook. I just finished it called mastering what you mastering, what you practice. And it's about your emotions. And at the end of the day, 
you like Kaya said, you actually are practicing something. So if you want to be, if you're gossiping, that's what you're getting really good at. It. If you're complaining, you're you're becoming a master complainer. Those violent video games and TV shows. If that's what you're pra- you're practicing violence in your head. You're you're right. You're practicing violence in your head. So come back to those overall goals of happiness, peace, being kind, uh, meditating. These goals are goals that will set you up for more peace. Whereas not paying attention. Look, clear goals are much more likely to be met than unclear goals. So if you have no goals and you're just flipping along, hey, let me flip through the channels. Anybody flipped through the channels recently? You're going to see a lot of anger, a lot of violence, a lot of things that you might not want in your mind. So what we got to do is make an action plan. We've got to make an action plan. How so, do we do it? So if someone's setting goals for themselves and they like they have a maybe their their goal is was what is the most common one? I think it's weight loss. Yes. Right. Okay. So let's say someone has a goal of weight loss this year and we want to help you, you know, accomplish your goal. So some things you could do, you could surround yourself with people who have similar goals or at least believe in your goals. That would be something that you could do. So if you're feeling you know, you're, you're trying to eat healthier, just kind of have a peaceful, happier, healthier lifestyle. You can surround yourself with people that help you accomplish those goals. Um, other things that you can do, you can set short-term and long-term goals. So that way when January and February breeze by, you, you still know that you have some longer-term goals that you're trying to meet for whatever that might be. Agreed. I, I agreed. So we're going to, being able to surround yourself with the people who have similar goals, that is is in itself is a big challenge for a lot of people because people are around negative people. Like you can't help in a, if you're in an environment out in society from school to your job to wherever you are, there are going to be people that you're not choosing to spend time with, but they're going to probably impact you in some way. Right. And sometimes even when you have a, a big goal like that, and it's, it, it can be overwhelming to look at the whole the whole goal at once. So even, you know, kind of taking a step back and being present with that goal and thinking, okay, like I don't have to do everything all at once. Like if my goal is to lose 30 pounds, I don't have to lose 30 pounds this week. If my goal is to meditate for a half an hour every day, I don't have to meditate, you know, all of hours, you know, that first day. So kind of make sure that when you look at the something, you know, kind of all at once, sometimes it looks overwhelming or scary. So just be present, take it one day at a time, surround yourself with lots of support, make your goals clear. And I think specific goals are really important too. The I th- the more specific yes. you set them, for example, I have a goal to practice tennis more. So I decided 30 minutes every Wednesday, I'm going to go in my basement and I'm just going to hit a tennis ball against the wall. You get better. And you sort of just make it a rule for yourself. You know, like I just feel like, you know, I feel like I'll be unaccomplished if I don't do it. So I just got to do it. And it's good that you have a date and a time and how long you're going to do it. And you don't, and I think that's good too, to set a realistic goal. Sometimes people will say, I want to play tennis this year. I'm going to, you know, practice for three hours every day and they make it so unattainable that they fail and they 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 quit it so making your goals i think that's perfect making them clear and realistic but that's why but i mean so that's that limit that limit on the goal of saying okay i'm going to cap it at 30 minutes which means at the end of that time you really ought to cap it and i want to encourage encourage you live on air to cap it at 30 minutes even if you feel like doing more at that time because let's get it used to it till you get that down that's so important specificity 
is so important. This is the Emotional Management Show. The number is 866-391-1020. If you want to be a part of the show, you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is the Emotional Management Show. I'm joined by Kristen, my wife, Kaya, our daughter, and I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. Two, Two, one, happy Happy New Year! Year. (laughs) Kick it, I love the BC Boy intro. Love the BC Boy intro. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 10. If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020, or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. We're so happy that you are choosing to spend your New Year's Eve with us. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And we are happy to be spending our New Year's with you. One of the things that I do for a living in addition to the... The work, I I do a lot of work in the prison system. Um, I'm very passionate about helping people learn a different path, but I'm also a professional speaker. Um, I do stuff in television. I was gone a lot throughout the fall, so one of our goals as a family was to spend as much time together as possible, and on New Year's, when Kristen, my wife, makes absolutely some the best food in the world, the the food that no matter where I am in the world, I just want to come home to her food, Um, and so I thought, look, if we're going to eat, and then we're going to come do a show, and then we're going to go home and we're going to eat some more. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I love eating. It's that's fun. an action plan right there. That's an action plan. So that's what we're talking about, the action plan, because maybe you're trying to set goals and you're struggling. Maybe you're saying, I don't, I don't know what to do to get, you know, to get to my goals. And I want you to know that you can achieve your goals, but the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. That's not a cliche. That's a saying from Lao Tzu. I mean, it it is a cliche, but a cliche becomes that because it is used and it's and it's and it's, it makes sense. And the truth is, a journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. So both of you were talking about action plans, yeah. taking that first step. Go a little ahead. bit of progress each day can add up to big results, and I think that's important because you know you again staying put. You can't you can't accomplish the whole thing. You know, quickly, it's like some, you know, if you have maybe some bad habits and you've been practicing those bad habits for 20 years, you might not undo those habits in two weeks. And that's okay. You know what I mean? You might do undo things in two. You might, you might do any of that. But, you know, it's, it's okay to set realistic goals and to know that each day that little bit of progress can add up to huge results. So one of the things that, Kaya, your mother did for me when we lived in Nevada was one of the nicest things. She's done so many nice things for me over 20 <laughs> years. But this is one of, the, one of the great memories of my life. She, uh, I was getting down on myself because I wasn't really losing weight. And one of the things she did without me knowing was she would write down when I was working out. And then one, one day she just came and showed me. She said, you know what? You keep saying this. So I've been writing this down. You actually worked out three days this week. You worked out four days that week. You worked out two days that next week and then five days. So when I looked at it in a month, I was like, wait, I really did work out more and I'll never forget that because it was it was life changing for me to see that we get so down on ourselves thinking we're not doing something when we really are. So taking those little steps, not trying to do it all at once, 
but then realizing that is okay. A small step today is good. And not uh, making a decision when you're emotional. Like sometimes if you're feeling down, you're like, oh, I just, I haven't been working out or I haven't been doing this and I'm just going to give up. If you make a decision from that emotional place, then that can kind of hurt you too, you know? And I think um, I'd love to hear you, um, Daddy, I think you should break this this phrase down. In um, chapter three of the Tao, it says, by weakening their ambition and toughening their resolve, he helps people lose everything they know, everything they desire. Um, could you like, I, I would love to hear your opinion on the definition of by weakening their ambition and toughening their resolve. I think that's a great line. I think you should really explain that. Okay, I love that. By weakening their ambitioning and toughening their resolve. What that means is this. Look, we say, well, what is an ambition? Our goal to do whatever we're, um, is, isn't that our goal to do what we're going to do? N- not necessarily. Ambition is more about your ego. And resolve is more about your true self. So your ego might have ambition to be seen as this or that, but resolve has to do with your natural essence, your true self. Look, there's a difference between your ego, who you think you are, and your essence, the center of who you actually are. Your ego might strive for ambition and things like that. Your true self is a natural part of you that is inherently wants to grow. So we are designed to want to grow. We want to learn more. We want to do, we want to do more. We want to, that's how we get, this is how we feel better about ourselves. So there's a difference between self-esteem, how we feel about ourselves and self-efficacy, how we feel about what we do. I say this all the time. You are enough in and of yourself. You are enough. But that doesn't mean that you've always done enough. There's always more to do. And I think people confuse that a lot. So yes, you are enough, but yes, there's more to do. And when you weaken your ambition just to have things for ego, you toughen your resolve to continue to strive to be your most actualized self. So I have a YouTube video and I do a YouTube channel. You go to YouTube, it's YouTube, and then Dr. Christian Conti, C-O-N-T-E. But I have videos on these kinds of things. But does that clarify that, Kaya? I think it does. That's, that's a great way to put it. What you said, yeah, that's awesome. Well, let's. I, that's awesome. So listen, let's go to the uh, text line, the right automotive text line. And our question is for us is, is there a time when you're okay with what you've done or even not done. And I am going right to Kristen with this because she's so good at doing this for me. So the question is, is there a time when you're okay with what you've done or even not done? And time and again, you have said to me, it is okay. You're in the present moment. It's okay. Like you are where you are. And to be able to say, it's okay. You are right there. That is life-changing. Yeah, so some, I mean, you have to start from where you are. So if, it'd be great to start. There's a funny line in, in Funny Farm, like, you know, how do I, how did, how would you get there? And like, you know, well, I wouldn't start here. <laughs> well, supposing you had to. <laughs> like, what if you had to start from here? And so, yeah, so if you, you have to start from where you are. And that's, and right where you are is exactly where you're supposed to be. You're not living anyone else's life. You're living your life. And so if, you know, you, you, you have, you can, you can't mess up your life. It's, you know, it's yours, it's yours. It's in all the, sometimes you, you can grow from your biggest mistakes. So making mistakes doesn't make you on the wrong path. It just means you're learning how to, um, fail so that you can learn to succeed. So 
I've heard people say to me, because I fully buy into that. You are exactly where you're supposed to be. I fully buy into that. You buy into that. Kaya, you buy into that. I've heard people say that's a bunch of hogwash. Oh, you that's just a saying. Okay, great. Let's say it is. Let's say it's all hogwash. I'm good with that. You're still in the present moment and you're still defining your reality. So if you want to define it as it's terrible, it's awful, I can't take it, I should be somewhere else. You still have to start from here. You still have to yeah, start from there. You still have to start That's, from here. That is the beautiful, beautiful point. If you want to be aware, if you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866 391 1020, or you can email us in the dollar bank instant access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866 391 1020 on the right automotive text line that's the best deal in pittsburgh it is new year's eve we're talking emotional management we're talking about happiness overall happiness and peace i'm dr christian conti this is emotional management on kdka radio this 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 is emotional management with dr christian conti brought to you by summit psychology services on kdka radio <laughs> this is emotional management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. In the studio is my wife, Kristen, and our daughter, Kaya. Woo-hoo! We are spending our New Year's Eve with you. Let's go to the phone lines. Um, on Karen, you are on emotional management on KDKA. Uh, good evening and Happy New Year to you and your family. Thank you. I Happy think New Year to you. Your program is very, very good, and I have a, a couple um, personal questions. I won't say a friend is having these problems. I'm having them. <laughs> hey, um, I, you know what, Karen? That's awesome. That's such courage, and I love, I love that. So, thank you so much for that <laughs> compliment. You, you say somebody else is having them. You know they aren't. <laughs> um, All I know cool. is when people Years call in, ago, they've got a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I have a lot of friends, and friend number 13 is having this problem. <laughs> so I'm calling in for that person. All right, um, well, give it to us. No, I'm calling in for myself. Uh, several years ago, I was um, I was always an excellent driver, drove everywhere alone, interstates, cross-country, very confident, good speed, no tickets, no accidents, no fender benders, no scrapes. And several years ago, a drugged-up 17-year-old boy um, hit me and caused hit into my car and at a high rate of speed and left me pretty much disabled for the rest of my life. Mm, my and um, I suffer from panic attacks and post-traumatic stress. And I'd like you to talk about that. I'm, I'm going to hang up and listen to you on the radio. And do you have any meditation CDs out? Um, actually, uh, it, it comes probably with the anger management workbook that I have, but we are going to work to try to get that as a separate uh, tool because I do have a guided meditation CD, but I need to uh, we're talk put some to on YouTube. Yeah, also. We're, and there will be some on YouTube as well. Um, because you know what? I mean, and I'm, I'm good with you. If you're comfortable staying on the line for a minute, I mean, first of all, my heart goes out to you because be, being in that accident, like you didn't have anything to do with that. Like that happened to you. And a lot of times mm-hmm. in life when stuff happens to us, you know, it's, it's devastating. My goodness. My heart goes out to you. 
Uh, the boys uh, said to me, he's a, he comes from a very wealthy family in the area, half a mile away, uh, that he would never say he's sorry because he's not. Wow. And uh, one of my majors in college was psychology. He's a sociopath. He's sorry for nothing. Mm. He quit school at 15, and I worked to earn each and every one of my college degrees. Nobody handed me my education. I'm so, so sorry. I to mean, hear it was that. not yeah. only taking away something I had worked for yeah. and had you know, taught school. I mean, I still study voraciously because that is something I can do. You know, yeah. I can still keep on with studying and learning. But it was like but, you took two hits. You know, you had the initial accident and then you had what his his reaction and not being non-apologetic was like its its own second blow. And that's that's so unfortunate. I'm so sorry you had to deal with that. That's just, that's not okay. I'm sorry you I had to deal with it. I think the sad part was since I cannot work and could not work after the accident and sure. suffer still a lot of pain and will always Mm-hmm. that I can, I can cope with, um, if he would have just said, I'm sorry, and meant it, that at depositions before the court trial, he'd look you right in the eye and say, I'm not sorry, and I never will be, mm-hmm. and if I had the chance, I'd do it again. Wow. Yeah, that's um, beyond. So I, I'd like yeah. you, I, I, I can't, um, the panic attacks, or uh, when I have to leave the house, uh, are very real, and if I have to drive just a mile or two to the grocery store, it's a very big deal to do so. Okay. Once, once I come back to the house, I'm okay, but I think it's the fear of leaving that it might happen to me. Oh my again. goodness, absolutely is it the fear of that happening again. Like, that's a very, very real... Look, so your brain is responding... When you go out to your car, your brain is actually responding as though you're getting in that accident again. So neurologically, chemically, what's happening is when you're experiencing those panic attacks and that anxiety, your brain is experiencing as if it's happening and you've got this flush of fear. And that's what happens with PTSD a lot. It's a flashback. It's bringing you back to that moment and you're reliving and re-experiencing that moment. So I actually do have something very powerful that I want to share with you. And it's something that I would love for you to begin practicing. First of all, I wanted to ask you, how long ago was that accident? 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Okay, Mm -hmm. so when one of the best things to know about neurological research, about research about the brain is this. There is something called neurogenesis, which is the creation of new neurons, new neural pathways, actually. So they're, they're way, the way our brain works is one neuron talks to the next neuron. And what happens is your brain got stuck in this pattern of when I leave the house, I'm back to that situation. So it's almost like your brain is saying, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. So what I would love for you to do is learn to say to yourself over and over again, I'm safe, I'm okay, I'm safe, I'm safe. The more you tell yourself you're safe, the more your brain eventually realizes in this present moment, you are safe. And earlier in the show, we talked about how you master what you practice. 
So what I want you to practice time and again, and you're gonna have to do this day in, day out, Karen, it's gonna take even a lot of work. Even if you don't believe it. That's what you always say. Yeah, even, even if, if you, you don't, don't believe, believe it. it at first and you still don't feel safe. 100%. Even if you don't believe it, you're going to practice it until your brain gets that sense of, I'm safe. And here's the, the, the hope I want to reach in your heart and have you feel. I have watched people change, have changed. They have gone through having severe PTSD and actually lessened that anxiety so significantly. So I believe it is possible. Does that make sense? I I can get totally ready that you would look at me and think if you didn't know that what I am suffering or or couldn't see that, you know, I need an aid uh, to walk, um, that I am well. You know, I mean, I fixed my hair, put on makeup, look nice. But the minute I have to uh, go to my car, I can't. It takes one, two, three hours before I could leave the house to even get in the car. Okay, well, uh, here's the thing. First of all, thank you so much for calling. I really appreciate, like, we're going to continue to talk about this even after the break. So you said you were going to listen, and we are going to talk more about anxiety. I want you to know there's hope. Karen, like, definitely all three of us, our heart goes out to you because what you've been through is so much. But thank you so much for calling. Oh, I, I appreciate it, and I will keep listening, and the best of New Year to you and your family. Happy New Year to you, keep too. keep up these shows. I think they're very beneficial. You never know who's listening out there. Oh, thank you so much, Karen. I hope you have a beautiful New Year, and I'm so uh, we're wishing you so much peace. Thank you, and the same to you. I'll keep listening. I'm going to turn my radio back up. Thank you. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Listen, I'm joined in studio with my wife, Kristen, and our daughter, Kaya. She's 13. Kaya, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Kristen, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all our listeners out there. We're so grateful that you are spending tonight with us. We definitely wish you a beautiful New Year's. If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020, or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkaradio.com, or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the right automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. Before the break... We had a very powerful phone call from Karen, and we all three, like our Karen, we still I want to tell talk more about the anxiety. Karen called and told us about years ago, 14 years ago, she was in an accident where the person was under the influence of substances, a 17-year-old uh, young man, and he hit her, so she was in this accident. She suffered because of that accident. Things changed in her life that could not change back because of that accident. And then to kind of put on top of that, the young man did not apologize to her, and from what it sounded like, if I heard her correctly, he even was insulting saying I, I would I wouldn't even apologize I'd do it again so that's really adding that's the that's where the saying adding insult to injury comes from so Karen definitely our hearts go out to you you're struggling with both anxiety and panic attacks and PTSD for our listeners not familiar with that uh, acronym it's post-traumatic stress disorder 
Um, but Karen, there are a couple resources I want to throw out there, and I want people to be aware of these resources because it's why I do it. So I have a YouTube channel, and all you have to do is type in YouTube and just type my name in, Dr. Christian Conti. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, and then Conti, C-O-N-T-E. And if you type in my name, I come up right away. But there are a couple videos that I would like to highlight for you, Karen. One of them is called Understanding PTSD. I actually made that video because a man who was critically injured in a suicide bombing, um, he wrote to me and asked if I would, he saw the video I did on anxiety, um, and he said, would you make a video on PTSD? So I did. I, I, I try to respond on that channel to individual questions that people ask. So there's a video called Understanding PTSD. There's one called How to Deal with Anxiety, and there's also one, Karen, that I would love for you to look at, and it's called how to handle your emotions. And all of those videos, everything on YouTube is free. You can click the subscribe button so that way you'll know when new videos are up. Um, but it's a free resource for you. Because when you're talking about resetting your brain, look, New Year, we started the whole show off talking about the Roman god Janus and why January has the name January because the Roman god had two faces, one to look back and one to look forward. And a lot of times when you're struggling with anxiety, you're looking too far forward. And Karen, in your specific case, you're looking forward based off what happened far in the past. So I want to bring something that Kaya said at the at the onset of the show to the foreground now, which is if you really want peace, if all of us want peace, we've got to focus on the present moment. So Karen, what I would love for you to do and coupling this with something Kristen said earlier as well, come back to your breath, come back to the present moment. In this present moment, you are safe. And, and that is a reality for you, for me, for all of us. Anytime we encounter difficult situations, anytime we encounter something really tough, that moment, that instant that it happens, like I can't imagine how fast, how, how fast that car crash happened, how fast that happened in an instant. But that memory, the, the, after, the aftershocks, the physical pain that goes on and on. But here's the thing. In right now, when you go to get in the car, you say you get ready, you get dressed, but then when you go to get in the car, your mind then races forward. Your mind is already out on the highway, miles and miles down the road where you might also be in an accident in your mind. And so what I would love for you to do is teach yourself through practicing. Remember, we master what we practice. Teach yourself through practice how to come back to the present moment. In this moment, I'm safe. The more you tell yourself you're safe, the more your amygdala, the fight or flight response in your brain, sends a message through your body to say, I'm okay. I don't need this adrenaline. I don't need this cortisol. I'm okay. So basically it's your 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 hippocampus, your memory. It sends a message that says, calm down. Everything's fine. But you've got to practice it. You've got to practice, practice, practice it. So that's a huge thing. In terms of books. There are books. There are beautiful books to read. There's a wonderful book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life by Daniel Amen. I love that book. It teaches you about your brain. It teaches about why you're doing the things, like why you're feeling the way you're feeling. There's also the Anxiety Anxiety Phobia Workbook, um, which I believe is by Bourne. 
Um, the books that I have are life lessons that I think can most accurately relate to that. Life lessons is a book of one to two page stories with lessons. Some of them are directly about anxiety and, and what anxiety does to you and the story that your mind creates, because this is really what this is about. And I think this is, you know, really when we were at the break, uh, right as soon as we're at the break, both Kristen and Kaya, their hearts go out to you, Karen, and what you're struggling with. And I kind of wanted to tell you that. Anxiety is so real that I really identify with you. I, I definitely experience anxiety. And I, I really identified with what you said when you say, well, it doesn't look like it. Because, yeah, when people look at you, they say you're not experiencing anxiety because people can't see the vast internal world that you have. But anxiety is real. It is a physical experience. And even though other people can't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not very real. And at times, as you know, Karen, very crippling. So the good news is it can change. The good news is there are things you can do to change it. And those specific things that you can do is start to change your self-talk around. So when it comes to self-talk, instead of making it complicated, instead of me giving you a bunch of many things to say, I want to break it down to this. I want you to say to yourself as frequently as possible, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. Think about it. In this present moment, I'm safe. Now, in terms of practicing a habit, we talked earlier about meditation, and I said if I could make people meditate, I would. And actually, one of the reasons why I would have specifically, I want to have you really feel this, I want this to resonate with you, is meditation will make chemical changes to that area of your brain that is firing all that cortisol and adrenaline, making you feel so anxious and experiencing those panic attacks. And then the, the worse your body feels, the more your mind races to make up a story. And when your mind races to make up a story, then you can tell yourself, oh no, I'm going to get in an accident. Oh no, this is definitely going to happen. And so I want you to be mindful of what you're saying to yourself over and over and over again. Be mindful of your thoughts. Yeah, and our hearts really go out to Karen and and our call. We're definitely sending you much peace. Um, and you know, one thing I think we talked about one time was you know, the analogy of planting seeds and and watering those seeds. So a lot of times, if you're you're having those thoughts, those those traumatic thoughts, and you're you know you're you're fostering them and you're thinking them over and over again, and like you know, like uh, Christian was saying, like that you're you're not present, but you're, you're super in the future. It's kind of watering that and fostering it and, and making those neural pathways stronger and growing in that direction. And so I think that it is important to try to kind of get that energy out. And as, you know, as hard as it is and as unnatural as it seems at first, because chemically you're feeling so anxious, you know, to, to start to plant those seeds in a different direction and, and, you know, saying those things, even if you don't feel safe, even if you don't feel fine, you start saying that and you start watering that and fostering that and helping that start to grow. And that's it, the important part. Yeah, yeah, that's the important part that even if you don't believe it now, the more you practice it, the more it becomes reality for you. So even though it might it takes not. takes time. Yeah, it's it does. doable. It is. And so it, it comes back to being patient. It comes back to 
it, you know, when it comes to the, we had that uh, text earlier, is every time you're, you're okay, and you say, yes, it is okay. I am where I am in this present moment. If you want to be a part of the show, the number is 866-391-1020, or you can email us on kdkradio.com or text us at 866-391-1020. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. This is the voice of Pittsburgh. I'm Kaya Conti on Dr. Christian Conti's Emotional Management, and we are talking about success and failure when you're setting New Year's resolutions and goals. I am so happy that Kaya is in here. It's like a dream come true for a father. <laughs> it's so awesome. Kaya, you are a natural. Thank you. And we are joined here. Kaya is joined on her show by me, Dr. Christian Conti, <laughs> and uh, my wife, Kristen Conti. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> So exciting. So you were talking about goals. So what are, what's our what's our topic here? I think I wanted to talk about how, you know, sometimes people get upset about, you know, they they focus their goals on the streak, you know, keeping if it's a daily thing that they want to do. If they miss a day, they get so upset and they don't like they feel like they have to they have to stop it and they they can't do it anymore and they have to wait till next year to try it again. And I wanted to quote um, chapter 13 from the Tao, because I think, you know, the Tao Te Ching has a lot of really good quotes for life. And it says here, success is as dangerous as failure. And it says, whether you go up up the ladder or down it, your position is shaky. When you stand with your two feet on the ground, you will always keep your balance. And I think that's just like a great, I think it. It's a great quote. It's a great quote. It's such (laughs) a great quote. Whether you go up the ladder or down. So look, I want to come. So you were talking about whether you keep going and whether you, whether or not you stop, like if you mess up, if you stop. So a few years ago, you, this was before I took you to the championship. Uh, a few years, you remember, you remember, do you remember when I took you to the Cleveland Cavaliers when they had LeBron James playing for them of and course. they were in of the course. championship game. Best memory it? ever. That's, it was so much fun. We had so much fun going to the I championship there, game. So, <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kaya, let's talk about it. So anyway, right. no, but, but what one of the things that happened is I was telling you about the year prior. So in the year that we went, Kaya is such a good luck charm. So we went, when we went, it was the year the Cavs they end up losing the series, but they won one game. It was the game that Kaya was there. <laughs> so you brought them good luck. But the year prior, and I teach this to a lot of athletes about this whole point that you're making about goals and not giving up once you start. The year prior, this was enormous. The Cavaliers were down 3-1. to one. LeBron James got the ball. Someone on the other team, Draymond Green, thought he got a foul, but he didn't get the foul. So he complained. And after he spent several seconds complaining, he took off running after the, the ball to play defense. And he missed blocking the shot by one split second. And had he not taken time to complain, he would have blocked the shot. Because LeBron made that shot, the Cavs then went on to win, come back and win that series. And it is so powerful because it's what happens to you and me and everyone else in the world when we talk about, oh, no, look, this is our present moment. We are creating the content of the world that we live in right now by whatever we say and do. I think that's I, that makes it's it's honestly it's just it's it was a it's a sorry, my brain froze for a second. It It's really a part of how goals are set you know if you set goals and you spend time 
thinking about how you're going to do goals, you're not getting it done. You have to, sometimes you just have to get up and you just got to, you have to do it. At some point, you just got to set a specific goal and you just have to kind of just get it done. I love it. And you talked about your feet planted firmly on the ground. Yes. Yeah, I've never met a successful person that hasn't failed many, many, many times. And the more successful the person, the more times they failed for sure. Well, and so it's not about, and, and uh, first of all, you're 100% right. Second, it, for me, we try, and we do this a lot. We try not to look at it as a failure, just something that we haven't done yet. In fact, that's a, that's a word that we like really that. have yeah. never, we've just really, uh, we've said that to Kaya since she was young. Don't say the word can't just say, I haven't done it yet. You haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. You haven't done it yet. Thomas mm-hmm. Edison, f- okay, failed making the, someone said, well, you failed X number of times before you made a light bulb. He said, no, I just learned X number of ways to not make the light bulb. <laughs> right. So it's not about Love that. that. It's embracing where you are. That is really powerful to embrace where you are and take a step, take a step. So I I tweeted something out earlier this week and I I put it on Instagram. My uh, Twitter is at Dr. Underscore Conti. So just Dr. Underscore Conti. And what I was trying to, what the message that I wanted to get out was you can be led by either the things that you don't like, or you can be led by the things that you do like. So I said, make sure your life is led by what you love, not by what you hate. Mastering what you practice in your mind. Yes. So if your life is going to be led by what you love, coming back to the original goal that Kaya talked about, overall happiness and peace. If that's what your goal is, come back to what Kristen said, be kind. You're only in charge of you then you are in charge of this moment. So whether or not you're going to choose to fill your mind with complaints in this moment, or whether you're going to choose to fill your mind with peace, that's entirely up to you. And how people act is their karma and how you react to people is your karma. So if you, you know, the world's going to be chaotic and, you know, there are going to be some, some crazy things that go on, but that's all on the, the people doing those things, how you react and how you, you know, react to those situations is what you're going to get back. So if you can react by being kind, I, th- I, I do. I think it comes back tenfold. Okay. Getting a text on uh, the uh, right automotive text line. And it just says, I am dealing with lonely tonight. Um, how do you help with loneliness? How do you help with loneliness? That's a great question. Well, first of all, we're here with you. We're here um, with you. You're not lonely you. tonight. Yeah. We're celebrating with you tonight. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's loneliness is, um, it's, it's a powerful feeling to feel like we're alone. We don't want to feel, I mean, it's scary to feel like we're genuinely alone, but what I, what I have found through the years is we are not as alone As we think, sometimes we box ourselves in saying, I'm alone, I'm alone. And what I would want to reach in your heart and have you feel is this. If you could do anything with this moment, from this moment forward, how can you reach out? Who could you reach out to? Maybe sometimes it's going in and talking with a professional uh, counselor, a mental health specialist, someone, and maybe you go in, maybe the first time you meet with somebody, that person doesn't really resonate with you. Maybe it's not a good fit. There, there are, 
counselors are human beings. So there's lots of different counselors out there. And what my hope would be is that you would keep trying because counselors are trained to help you figure out what you could do specifically to connect more with people around you because there are things you can do. Listen, from the computer, there are so many different things. And one thing that I think can help with loneliness, too, is um, doing acts of service. You could go to, you know, a nursing home. There are lots of lonely people in nursing homes, and you could kind of um, maybe reach out to someone who's also experiencing some loneliness and, and see how what kind of, you know, fulfillment you get from that. And you might find some some great friends, some great people, and see that, you know, you're helping them getting out of their own loneliness is helping you, too. I think that's really beautiful advice. I think that's, to me, that makes the most sense. We can only control ourselves. So earlier you said, Kristen, something to the effect of our karma is ours. Other people have to worry about their karma. So the only thing you can worry about, and there's not a name on this, it's anonymous, but the only thing that you can um, control is what's going on with you. So on your end, can you reach out? Can you do something? Now, listen, there's a be- there is a really, really tough game we play with ourselves called the yes but game yes i could do that but i won't yes i could but i won't but i won't so then it comes back to remember clear goals are much more likely to be met than unclear goals so how badly do you want to connect with others because if you really want to connect with others then there are ways if you want to say if what your real goal is is to express i've tried to connect with others and it's failed well then you can you can do that and that's that's that is a possibility But what I would say is I would love to reach in your heart and have you feel this. There is a way to connect with others. And it's not a matter of giving up. It's about trying different ways. And you haven't failed. You just haven't done it yet, right? Exactly. Exactly. That's what Thomas Edison would say. You haven't failed. You just haven't done it yet. This is New Year's Eve. And our family is here with you because... We're enjoying this. We're enjoying having this time with you. And thanks for joining us. Exactly. Thank you so much. That's coming from the voice of Pittsburgh over there. (laughs) This is Emotional Management. If you want to be a part of the show, there is still time, 866-391-1020. You can always call in. You can always be anonymous if you want to. Or you can email us on the Dollar Bank Instant Access at kdkradio.com. Or you can text us at 866-391-1020 on the Right Automotive text line. That's the best deal in Pittsburgh. This is Emotional Management for Kristen Conti, Kaya Conti. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. I'm Kaya Conti. I'm Kristen Conti. <laughs> and we're the Contis. The Von Trapp family. <laughs> so weird. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. I'm here with you every Monday from 8 to 10. The unique aspect to this show is this. Look, I just don't believe there are enough mental health services out there for people. I don't believe there are enough resources. We could always use more. We could always use more support. So I do things like uh, I do a YouTube channel, which gives you access to free information about emotional management. So that's you go to YouTube, you type in Dr. Christian Conti. I do this radio show. I also do a podcast, a daily one-minute podcast. You would just go to iTunes, and you'd click on It's called Emotional Management, uh, but it's a one-minute. It's literally a 60-second 
kind of a personal growth. I tell a quick little story with personal growth for 60 seconds. When I was young, I very much idolized Paul Harvey. So for all you listeners out there who remember Paul Harvey, page two. Uh, I just absolutely idolized Paul Harvey. Uh, my mom introduced me to stories at a very young age. She always told me stories. My parents were uh, would teach me, uh, had me read a lot when I was young. So I just absolutely loved stories growing up. And I loved the way Paul Harvey would tell stories. And I always wanted to do that. And here it is. Uh, took me a little bit of time. I'm in my uh, late teens. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, uh, it took me a little bit of time to do uh, throughout my whole career, but now I'm doing those types of stories, and I'm happy to share it. So that's emotional I'm not biased, management. But they are really good. <laughs> Thank you. Really, I mean, they are. Thank you. It's gold. I'm not biased either, but they're just truly incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so New Year's Eve, we decided one of our resolutions was to spend our time together, and I got a text here that says, "This is the best show ever." Wait a minute. This is from you, Kristen. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, the uh, uh, but it's it really is a lot of fun to have you guys in the studio. What kind of advice do you have for our listeners out there on New Year's Eve? So we we talked about I think mainly like how to how do you want to be happy for the New Year. So can you go through some things like if what would. So let's say someone has a, a negative coworker. They they're in a negative, toxic workspace environment that they can't get out of. So maybe their home stuff's everything else is good, but they just have to go into this space and they can't change their space. So a lot of times people find themselves stuck because you know they they say, "Well, I can't get out of it. I can't get out of this." So we really want to help people for the new year to be happier, more peaceful. So what do you do when negative Nelly is with you twenty four seven? What do you do? It's difficult. I think the biggest key is validating that person. So uh, I don't think, I think a lot of times how I would describe what I've done for a career for 20 years is I hold up a mirror to people. I basically hold up a mirror and I do that by validating people and reframing what they're saying. So it sounds like you're really upset. Sounds like you're really upset. You're struggling again today. You're having a tough time. I'm really sorry to hear you're struggling. It sounds like you're really having a tough time. So, so when we're validating people, are we, do we repeat ourselves? Should we repeat ourselves when we're validating as though we want them to notice how when they're, they're repeating themselves and their negativity and we're repeating ourselves in our response, or does that make us sound like we're annoyed with them? And should we try to keep it, change it up and make it more genuine? Well, I think if we're genuine, I don't think so. I, I can sit there with somebody for two hours as they talk about it. And I can repeat it with patience because I, what I do is I bring myself to the present moment. And I say, in this moment, I'm here where the, the, my entire life, my past is gone. My future is hypothetical. I'm in this moment. So if I'm here with negative Nelly in this moment, I'm going to choose with patience and loving kindness to reflect that negativity to show, wow, it sounds like you're really upset. So it depends on your tone of voice of course, we can naturally, and it's very human of us to be like, "Ah, oh, guess you're upset again. Guess you're guess you're annoyed again." But but if we bring it to a pre- like, wow, it sounds like you're really upset. It sounds like you really don't feel like you can do anything to change so this. So like a non-judgmental mirror. Yes, a non-judgmental mirror. Because you're holding it up, you're letting them see. Maybe you're just just by saying it back and forth to them what they're coming across as. But you're not saying it in a condescending or judgmental way. Exactly. Okay. There's nothing to do with judgment. I like that. A mirror is a mirror. A mirror is a reflection. Remember, if you look in the mirror and you say something negative about yourself, that's coming from inside of you. Yeah. If you don't like what you see, 
That's coming from inside of you. That's <laughs> right. not from what's coming outside. That's really just a reflection of right. what you're giving the world. People see your actions, not your intentions. Unfortunately, we often see our intentions and we don't realize that others are watching our actions. So we might not mean to be negative all the time, but if that's what we are, we are. That's why, okay, so how we deal, that's how we would deal with somebody who's negative. But let's, for all of us, let's figure out how we can plan how to be positive as we go into the new year. Because we are counting down into the new year. So how do we do it? How do we... How do how do we be positive? Speaking of shout shout outs in the new year, you have anybody to shout out to? I'd like to give a shout out to my mom and her friend Rich who are listening at home. All and right. I give a shout out to my friend Ryan who's listening at home and doing his homework. <laughs> Crazy awesome. night, Ryan. So down. It's New Year's. And I'm giving <laughs> and I'm gonna give a shout out to everyone out there. I really appreciate the listeners. I appreciate the the calls, the texts, the emails. Um, I appreciate um, my parents listening all the time and I'm really grateful to be in the spot to share some of the things I was able to come across in my career with you. I always say like, it's not a matter of I have the answers. I got the answers. You don't have the answers for me. It's more of if I happen to come across something and I, I, I got there before you got there in this lifetime, then I'm going to share it with you. My hope is that you're going to do the same with me and share some things. So Kaya, New Year's resolutions, as we wind this down, your New Year's resolutions are what? I'm going to practice tennis every Wednesday for 30 minutes after school. Very specific goal. I'm setting it. I'm very excited. I got You guys got me a, a good tennis machine to practice with that for Christmas. So I, think, I, I, hope, I thank you so much for that. And I'm really excited to use that sure. every Wednesday. I love <laughs> it. Oh, I know you're going to accomplish it. Uh, yeah, I know you will. I know you will. Kristen? Um, I'm going to be uh, more kind and more organized. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And I am going to work on have my one of my goals is to be consistent on putting out YouTube videos so I can really do it weekly. Um, that's going to be my goal for 2019. Do weekly YouTube videos. That's a free resource for you. Great resource. Yeah. I am so grateful for you two to have come in today to be here. Happy well, New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <This laughs> thank you fun. for being here. And it's thank awesome. you, listeners, for sharing this time with us. Every week, uh, my, you know, this Monday from 8 to 10, I'm here with you on emotional management. But I have to tell you, this has got to be my favorite night I have had on this <laughs> show. I love having my wife in here. I love having our daughter in here. Kaya, you were amazing tonight. Thank you. I Great love job. being in here with Fantastic. you guys. What do you think about being the voice of Pittsburgh? It's, it's a big responsibility, but it's I, I think it, Someone's it works. Someone's got to do it. Okay. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. But you did it well. We definitely, in the Conti family, wish you the most beautiful new year. And much peace. And tremendous, tremendous peace. Um, I believe that you can get to any goal that you want to get to, but it's going to take one step at a time. One step at a time. I also want to give a shout out to my sister, Melanie, who is listening. I hope you have a beautiful new year, as I hope for everyone out there. Make this year the best year of your life by making this moment the best moment of your life. This is Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio.